Hello and welcome to Impactability, the Nonprofit Leaders Podcast. This is a show that explores the landscape of the nonprofit organization, big and small, offers some incredibly helpful information and resources, and gives nonprofits a place to share ideas and get advice. I'm your host, Joe Turner. Our show is sponsored by Sukup Strategic Solutions, offering a wide variety of services to help nonprofits maximize their impact. So let's get into solving the problems that might be plaguing your nonprofit. Communicate, lead, recruit, fundraise, possess vision. These are all qualities of any good worker at a nonprofit. And indeed, they are. But they're also the key ingredients in the workday of an executive director. Now, our goal today is to help make current executive directors better in the new year. And for those thinking about moving into the hot seat, well, we're going to help you find what you should be doing to get there. Our guest today, Peggy Monson. Peggy is no stranger to the nonprofit world. Her career background spans the fields of philanthropic services and development, private wealth management, asset gathering, and nonprofit management, and strategic planning and fundraising, and everything under the sun. She has served on a variety of boards. She's raised a lot of money as a fundraiser, and she even finds time to do some acting as well. This is great, Peggy. Thanks so much for joining us on Impactability. Oh, thank you, Joe, for having me. It's great to be here. This is going to be fun. As we often do on Impactability, the first thing we discuss is the basics. So let's start with the basic question. What is an executive director and what do they do? Sure. Yeah, the executive director is really the senior operating manager of the organization. And that's comparable to the CEO of a for-profit organization. And this person is the one who's responsible for strategic planning, working with the board of directors, and ensuring that the organization is operating within a budget. That's a broad brush of what an executive director is. Now, that means that the executive director is expected to lead the staff, to manage finances, coordinate the um, board of director activities, typically some kind of oversight of daily operations, uh, importantly, fundraising, and related to fundraising, representing the nonprofit within the community. And lastly, I would say having the ability to analyze and optimize the strategic goals of the organization. This is really good. We're going to dig into each of those as we go through our conversation. So, Peggy, great job on, on getting us started. This is good stuff. Now, we know among the other hats that the executive director wears is also a lot of hiring. But who hires the executive director? This is the one person that the, exec, the executive director doesn't hire herself or himself. This is where the board gets involved. Um, the executive director is hired by the board of directors. And typically the board chair will create a search committee. And a lot of times this is found in the bylaws of the organization as to how this is done. And typically um, the board chair creates a search committee and that group will identify candidates and conduct interviews and make recommendations. So ultimately um, the responsibility for hiring and determining the compensation is with the board. Hmm. Not an easy job. Not an easy job. What skill set does an executive director need to have? You know, I would say, Joe, skill sets, plural. 
I would kind of divide it into two categories. There are, there are what I call um, tangible skills are those that are required to physically professionally do the job, such as being adept in technology, writing, public speaking, creating budgets. These are the hard skills that are necessary. And then there are what I would call intangible skills. And that really depends on the personality and experience of the person, such as confidence, responsibility, dependability, communication. Communication is important. And I would say as important is having a sense of humor. So those are, those are the intangibles that I feel would be good to have in a skill set. But and lastly, education and experience. So you have your intangible, tangible skills, and then education and experience. So what would the executive director's toughest job be and why? Uh, I would say there are two tough jobs. Uh, The first is balancing strategic versus operational activities and strategic versus operational decision-making. I think that's very important and it's tough to do. For instance, it's common for a board. Some boards are in, are very interested in the organization, of course, and are want to focus on perhaps day-to-day operations, or you know, they get excited about programmatic issues that can tend to get in the weeds rather than focusing on governance financial stewardship, strategic oversight, which is typically the the responsibility of a board. So it can be challenging for um, an executive director to keep the board's attention on its primary value add to the organization when they're so excited about what the organization does. And I I get it, but I think that's, that's, it's sometimes that's a tough balance to strike. And I think the second tough job is time management. I see sometimes executive directors have to multitask. And sometimes um, what happens, uh, uh, there can be a lack of focus. And what comes with that is burnout. So I think time management, poor time management can lead to lack of focus and burnout. And this is just kind of my rule of thumb. I think a successful executive director should spend at least 50% of their time on what is not urgent, but important. And I think if you do that, you will, you will be able to focus and you will not fall into that burnout situation. And I think the urgent but not important role of an executive director would be strategic planning, community relationship building and networking, and professional development. I also throw into that wellness and fitness, but that's, you know, that's my personal piece that I always put in that. It's, it's interesting. Why did you say wellness? I'm just curious. Um, if you're not fit, if you're not physically fit, I think it, you can, you're fighting against yourself. I think it's important to have a time for mental renewal. And I think it's important to have some type of a fitness, whether it's just taking some vitamins or, uh, you know, watching what you eat or, or taking a walk every day, getting out and clearing your head and, you know, getting the blood flowing. I really think that's important. 
if our listeners take anything away from this today, it's especially the higher up you get on the ladder, you definitely need to take a walk. <laughs> okay, so let me let me put you into a situation here. You were a new executive director just coming into an organization. So what are the first things a new executive director should do? So I would start that by saying the executive director should have an understanding of the organization. Simple statement, but it's a complicated, it can be a complex situation. It can be a complex process. And I say that because it's important for the executive director to first know where the organization is in its life cycle. And there are a lot of different ways of looking at a life cycle of a nonprofit. Think of it in three ways. One might be, you know, is this nonprofit, has it just started? Is it on a trajectory of growth? Is it a mature organization? Has it been around a while? Is it an organization that's suffering from mission creep? Is it an organization that's on its last breath? Wherever that organization is in that cycle, you need to know that. Is your job to breathe life into it or is your job to kickstart it? So that's, that's very important. But that's kind of, that sometimes is hard because you, an organization might have a little bit of each of those cycles in it. So that's tough, but very important. Then I would say do a real assessment. That's not difficult to do at all. That just means do, do your homework. What's the vision mission of the organization and its operation? That's number one. And are, is the vision and mission and is the operation aligned? I would say that's number two. Are they in sync? Then meet everyone. Meet the board, meet the staff, meet your key stakeholders and your professional advisors. Talk to them. Do they feel the organization is aligned with its vision and mission? And then just dig in, dig into as much background information as you can, the history of the organization. Um, and that's going to help you understand the life cycle. Um, How is it currently organized? If you're going to come in and hire and fire, you need to know what the structure of the organization is right now. Have a good sense of the last five years financials. Read the strategic plan. Look at the development plan. Look at the marketing plan. And then look at the calendar events. What's coming up? And, and understand how that impacts what you're going to do as an executive director. What if I'm working in a nonprofit? I love what I do, but I want to move up and I've got my eye on someday, someday I'm going to be the executive director. So what should they work on to help them get to the big chair? Well, they need to first, uh, does the organization have a career path for you? Is there a, a defined career path or are, are you in a, silo or in a box. I mean, that's, I think whenever you start a job, if you're aspiring to be a leader, if you're aspiring to rise up in an organization, first thing you need to know is, is there a path that's laid out for you and understand what that path is and then get on that trajectory. Mm -hmm. If the organization doesn't provide that, and again, based on where the organization is in its life cycle, ask for one. Your role should be looking at not only what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis, but what's your strategy? Where, where do you want to go? And if it's not clear that you see that path, ask for a path. Is there a succession plan? Ask what that is. Communicate 
first and foremost with senior management, your desire to move up the ladder. If nothing more than that, if there is no clear career path trajectory, just say you want to move up the ladder. What is it going to take to get that? Do not keep it a secret. And um, look for opportunities to work closely with the executive director. What can you do? What projects are out there that you can volunteer and say, I'd like to work with you on this? Learn from that executive director. Our guest today is Peggy Monson. Our discussion centers around the executive director. So how can you go from a good executive director to the best executive director ever? That is just one of the questions we're going to ask when we come back after this short break. You're listening to Impactability, the Nonprofit Leaders Podcast. I'm Joe Turner, your host, and we will be right back. Sometimes you wish there were more hours in the day. With everything on your plate, it's hard to determine which projects get done today and which gets put off until whenever you can get to it. There is an easier way. Sukup Strategic Solutions has been serving nonprofits like yours for almost 10 years, and in that time, we've handled all kinds of projects, especially the ones you can't seem to get to. Fundraising, marketing, grant writing, communications, and more. With Sukup Strategic Solutions, you'll have a team of marketers working for you, solving marketing issues sooner, grant writers that have written hundreds of grants, communications experts who can help get your message to your constituents, and certified fundraising executives with the knowledge and expertise to help you raise more money. You'll have more hands on deck, reduce overhead, and increase efficiency. For a free consultation on how we can help lighten the load at your nonprofit, visit our website at SukupStrategicSolutions.com. That's S-O-U-K-U-P StrategicSolutions.com. Maximize your impact with Sukup Strategic Solutions. Welcome back to Impactability, the Nonprofit Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Turner. We're speaking with our guest, Peggy Monson, and talking about the role of the executive director, what they do, what they should be doing, and if you're an executive director, how you measure up. And remember, another edition of Coach's Corner coming up in just a few minutes, so stay tuned for that. Peggy, one of the things we hear from lots of executive directors is their sometimes futile attempt at motivating a board member. What should they do? This is a very good question. I go back to what is your organization? Where are you? Are you a young, budding organization, or are you kind of tired and you're on your last legs? Are you running in full cylinders and you're a mature, you know, you're hitting every single objective and goal of your strategic plan? Where are you on that? Now, your board is going to be a reflection of that. So my first question for you would be to find out why the board member is not motivated. And the questions I would ask would be, why are they on the board? Did you put them on the board? Did, or did you invite them to be on the board? Did you inherit them? Did someone else ask them? So why are they on the board? Do they believe in the vision mission of the organization? Can they articulate that to you? Do they know what it is? <laughs> and I, that sounds facetious, but serious. Do they know yeah. what it is? Will they give of their time, talent, or treasure? That should be an understanding of the board. That's why you're on the board, to give up your time, talent, and treasure. A board should be active. There are committees on that board to do things. And so my feeling is a board meeting is simply where you report what you've been doing in between board meetings. So if, if, if your board member hasn't been on a committee and hasn't done anything between the last board meeting and this, yeah, for sure, they're not going to be motivated. So 
if the board member's not motivated, they are either on the wrong board, and they don't want to give up their time, talent, treasure, they don't know what the vision mission is, or they haven't been properly oriented as to their role, and all the wonderful opportunities there are to serve on the board, because there's a lot to do with your organization. The, so obviously, the executive director and the board, they have to be in perfect sync, obviously. So what is the relationship between the two, between the board and the executive director? Yeah, I think the primary responsibility of the board of directors, simple. It's to foster the success of the executive director. I think in, in, in simplistic terms, I feel the board is really the <laughs> cheerleading section for the executive director. Everything they do should be geared for success. Because if the executive director is successful, that will lead to success of the organization. So first and foremost, you have to communicate. Communicate with the executive director to understand what it is he or she needs to be successful. And then do it. Fulfill that. So I think that because the board chair is you know, the leader of the organization, it's very important for those two people to be in sync. I don't think that AD can be in, always be in perfect sync with everyone on the board, but I certainly think the ED should be in sync with the board chair and with committee chairs. Mm -hmm. We talked about this question a few minutes ago and probably the loaded question of the day, Peggy, I'm sorry, but I have to ask this one. What is the one thing that executive directors can do better or at least try to improve as we head into the new year? Okay, well, if we think about what the role is between the executive director and the board, and if you are managing your time properly, I would say part of that time management should be to have a regular meeting with your board chair. Make it a, put it in your calendar, whether you have something to say or not. Because you and the board chair, as we said earlier, need to be in sync. I think the one thing you can do is to have a weekly standing meeting with your board chair. And you each have, a, you have one agenda and you each have agenda items. If you can, I think you and the board chair need to meet together at the organization and talk. And do that once a week. And that will be, it will improve you as far as your relationship with your with your board member and your communication will improve. You know, earlier in our conversation, the word technology came up. What role does technology play in our discussion today about executive directors? Oh, wow. Everything. It, without question, uh, my challenge to an executive director would be to, you should be able to identify and harness the power of technology for your organization. How you do that? You may yourself be a techno wizard, which is great, or you know the people in your organization who can help you to identify and harness the power of technology because it's going to make you more efficient. It's going to make you more creative. It's going to make your organization more relevant. I feel it will make your organization more productive. And in the long haul, you will be more sustainable because technology isn't going to go backwards. It's only going to, there are only going to be 
more and more improvements, more and more ways to incorporate, you know, digital capacities in your organization. It's only going to increase. So bottom line, technology really matters. And uh, an ED should be proficient in software and digital platforms. No, no question. Earlier, we were talking about that person that's on the staff that might want to move up. So how does, on the other side of the coin, the executive director establish a good succession plan? That's a good question. And I think sometimes that this is a conversation that doesn't happen. I could give you ideas about why that is, but it doesn't happen a lot. And I think it's extremely important. And this is where the executive director works with the board. Um, the board has that primary responsibility. Okay. So if there is not a succession plan stated somewhere in your organizational documents, that conversation needs to be had. Sometimes I say to myself, okay, what happens if, you know, my, my executive director doesn't show up tomorrow or can't show up or what is that worst case scenario? And hopefully it will never happen, but the board should have a plan for an emergency situation and also a plan for plan vacancy. So you probably have communicated with your board in some way your plan. Are you going to be there five years, 10 years? Is there a contract? Is it, is it just, you know, an understanding, but what is the plan for when you vacate your, the, the organization? So plan for emergencies and have a plan vacancy and just make sure there's a recruiting plan. And this gets back to the person inside the organization that wants to be considered there should be in that plan a consideration for internal candidates. And if there's not, there should be. So um, we look internally as well as externally for candidates. This has been some excellent insight, Peggy. Thank you so much. Digging into the role of the executive director and how the EDs in our audience can be the best ever, which was our whole goal for today's discussion. It's a great resolution for the new year. I'm sure you can agree. We cannot thank you enough for helping us out today. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise and happy new year to you. My pleasure, Joe. Thank you. Happy holidays. That sound means it's time once again for another edition of Coach's Corner. This is where we take the questions that you send us and we ask those questions of our impact coaches. And we encourage you to send your questions because this is a great way to get five minutes of free info because basically the coaches in Coach's Corner only have five minutes to answer your question. But you can get some really valuable information. You'll hear the address where you can email your questions to us. You'll hear that soon. But right now, I'll introduce our impact coach for today, Cheryl Sukup, the president of Sukup Strategic Solutions. And this is kind of a piggyback off of the conversation we just had with Peggy Monson. And Cheryl, this is a great question, and I know you get asked this a lot, and it can be confusing for some folks, so get ready for this one. It sounds simple, but there's a lot underneath. So listen carefully. The question is, who is the CEO of a nonprofit? Is it the board chair or the executive director? Hmm, good question. As I said, Cheryl, you only have five minutes on Coach's Corner with which to answer the question, and your five minutes starts right now. Thank you, Joe. 
All right. So answering this question is a very easy one. Generally, the chief executive officer or the CEO of the organization is the executive director. And so this would be the person who is hired to manage the day-to-day affairs of the organization. However, if you don't have an executive director, you have not, the board has not delegated that role to a paid staff person. Sometimes you might have a volunteer executive director or a volunteer who is called president. Um, So there's a lot of different ways that this can look, but typically it's the person who manages the day-to-day affairs of the organization. Um, In some cases, the board chairperson is called president. Sometimes they're called chair. Sometimes they're called chairman or chairperson. And sometimes the chief paid person is called the president or president slash CEO or CEO or executive director. So there's many different names, which is why it can be so confusing. What's really important to know is that the the executive director, I'm going to call the chief executive officer, executive director moving forward in this conversation, because really what I'm referring to is the person who manages the day-to-day affairs of the organization. And when you have a, a paid staff person that these duties have been delegated to, the board chair should not be meddling in those duties. So, so I say this because we've been asked to help organizations who are really struggling with dysfunction And when you boil it right down to the basic elements, a lot of the dysfunction is coming from the misunderstanding between the board and the executive director as to whose roles are what. So the executive director and board chair relationship is something that every board chair and every executive director should be working really hard and intentionally at making as good and productive as it can be. And there's some key elements for that. So I'm going to give you some tips on that. So tip number one, the relationship should be grounded in trust. Trust is so important. So when you're an executive director and you have a new board chair coming on, one of the first things that you need to be intentional about and think about is how do I build a trusting partnership with the board chair and board chairs coming into the role or hiring a new executive director should be thinking about how can I build that relationship with the executive director? Really important that both parties are very intentional about this. And one of the best ways to begin is to communicate expectations with one another and really define who is responsible for what so that you can kind of get through any misconceptions or misunderstandings that either one of you has and come to a consensus together as to what is the responsibility of one role versus the other. And then also communicate expectations for how your relationship will work, some of the logistics of it. Um, for instance, how often should you meet and how, how is it best to communicate with one another? Basic things like that can really make a difference if you talk about them ahead of time. A lot of times what we see in our consulting work is that uh, either one party or the other is frustrated that the alternate leader is not making time for them to work together. And that can be very, very difficult for the person who is needing the other leader. Communicating important information with that person in advance, particularly, I would say the executive director holds a lot of information and the board chair does not want to find out about it in if it's really important 
at a board meeting. It would be helpful in many cases, if it's something critical, to communicate with the board chair in advance or maybe even with the whole executive committee. But if you have a really strong working relationship with your board chair, the executive director really should communicate critical information in advance to the board chair out of respect. And then fulfilling roles and expectations as agreed upon is, is a sign of respect as well. And, you know, one role that the board chair has is ensuring that the, um, that the board evaluates the executive director. And I can't tell you how many times I have seen boards put off and put off and put off the executive director's evaluation. And it's disrespectful. And executive directors have often told me they feel disrespected by that. So that's a little tip for board chairs out there. Please evaluate your executive director. They're looking for your feedback. They want to hear from you. And also compensation is determined by those evaluations in many cases. And so that if you don't evaluate them for three years, then they may not have an opportunity to learn and grow from their strengths and from their mistakes, but they also may not get a raise and that's really critical to them and their families. So um, show them the respect that they show you and make sure that you're evaluating them. And then I think the other piece of it is support, you know, encouraging each other, providing information for one another and planning together, offering each other expertise that one has that could be helpful to the other. All of, all of that support goes into that working relationship. And finally, I would say two activities that, are, that I don't see a lot of board chairs and executive directors do together just one-on-one is number one, dreaming together. I think this is a critical activity to help bond the two in a shared vision for the organization. And that might be a shared vision for the upcoming year, what the organization is going to look like a year from now after the first term of the board chair ends, but sitting down and talking with each other about what they hope and dream the organization will be like far into the future and as a result of their work together. And then the other thing that is really important is that they problem solve together. And a lot of times we see executive directors and board chairs problem solving individually instead of together. Some do it really, really well together, but um, sometimes sometimes it's a barrier to great leadership and moving the organization forward when they do their problem solving without one another. So those are some thoughts on the relationship between a, an executive director and a board chair. And I hope that um, I hope these little tips and coaches corner are helpful for all of our listeners. Cheryl's, thank you so much for being our impact coach today on Coach's Corner. Great insight, too, by the way. Fantastic insight. And uh, we'll see you again next time on Coach's Corner. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Joe. Bye-bye. If you've got a question for Coach's Corner, we want to hear from you. Email them to us at impactcoaches at impactability.net. Again, that's impactcoaches at impactability.net. And if you want to reach me, my email address is joe.turner at impactability.net. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter at impactability.live. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app, and that way you'll get new episodes downloaded just as soon as they come out. Also, please give us a review or a rating so that your peers in the nonprofit industry can find us as well. I'm Joe Turner. Thanks for listening, and thank you for all you do to make the world a better place through your nonprofit. Thank you.